0: Greetings, this is The Pub, Straylight Magazine's podcast about all things narrative, story, and publishing. I'm Dean Karpowitz. I'm Trey Bourne.
1: And I'm Sarah Willis.
0: Today on the show, The Mandalorian. (laughs) 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 All right, so the big question, why has Star Wars gotten good again?
2: I think they just decided, well, let's make something cool. And I think people will like it.
1: Wait, hold on. They're going into the other ones. They're like, this is not going to be cool. I <laughs> exactly. right.
0: the, the prequels were not, were not they're like, let's make something crappy. Were, let's make something racist. Let's make let's ma-
1: something with the most merchandisable <laughs> content possible. That was George Lucas's MO.
2: My, my son did love Darth Maul. I will Darth say. Maul was awesome. Yeah, the duel of the fates, you know, the Darth Maul Obi-Wan Qui-Gon Jin was probably the best um, you know, sword uh lightsaber uh fight of all the movies. I mean, it was incredible and the music during the duel of the fates was incredible as well. Yeah.
1: There's there's a lots of diamonds in the rough in the prequels. I mean, the problem that Star Wars has as a franchise is after the success of the originals, they're under a microscope that no other franchise has been placed under. So it's hard sometimes to decide whether I'm judging it as like a bad movie or a bad star Wars movie.
0: I wonder if some of that is the fact that Lucas didn't have the kind of budget that Avengers had, right? Like Favreau, who we'll talk about, um, had established himself with iron man and then you know marvel and D- disney put in billions you know just said here's a blank check
1: now you're I, king midas make it yeah, goal, and yeah, he did. And, <laughs> yeah
0: and lucas had to do more maybe i don't know budgeting and stuff like that that he couldn't make it as big as he wanted to but even when he read when he did have a blank check and redid it it was like okay let's put job of the hut in cgi oh yeah so bad and, and it was like how can you do a cgi so that it looks like you know a f- like like luke was you know or leia was cgi'd in it was bad he, he didn't look like he was supposed to be there.
1: Yeah. The more you kind of determine Lucas's flavor and the things that he specifically trusts, the more you're like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, why'd you, he put in all those like holograms and the yes. recuts of the originals that are super unnecessary. He loves creatures. I know.
0: He, I remember him saying in return of the Jedi, he was like, I just wanted it to be green. And I was like, that's not <laughs> a movie dude. Green. Green. It's not a movie idea.
1: <laughs> you can tell he was like, This movie's going to have little teddy bears, and I'm going to find a way to make it happen. And people are like, Okay, George.
2: I, I remember when my dad told me he was a big Star Wars fan. He told me the third movie is going to be called Revenge of the Jedi. And I just said, That is going to be badass. And he said, And I read there was going to be a planet of Wookiees. They're going to go visit a planet of Wookiees. And I was like, Oh my God. I mean, you know, as an <laughs> 11 year old, I'm like, This is going to be the coolest movie ever. And then I remember, like, came. I was like, Return of the Jedi. And then they didn't go to a planet of Wookiees. They went like a planet of little Muppets, you know, a who, moon. like, somehow it were able to. It wasn't like, even a planet, it was a moon. A moon yes. <laughs> a moon of Endor, right. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, and, then, you know, and then all of a sudden they were able to destroy all these, you know, ATSTs it's and blocks. things, and, you, know, they, you know, just, um, and I think that's kind of where, he went off the rails. I, I still remember when I went and saw the Phantom Menace for the first time. I was so excited because you're going to get to see Jedi doing Jedi things for the first time ever. And I just still remember like seeing it and walking out of the theater, and I st- <laughs> my reaction was, "Huh? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, was, yeah, it was good. And for like, you know, like two months, I convinced myself it was good. And then finally, I'm like, okay, it sucked. It just sucked. I'm sorry. It <laughs> sucked. And I felt that way. I think after every movie, except for, I, I have to admit, I really did like The Force Awakens when I first saw it. I thought it was really great. I
1: loved The Force Awakens. Honestly, I loved them all.
0: You did get to go to the Wookiee Planet in the Christmas special, though, did you? don't
1: speak about that. How dare you bring that up?
0: That badass Wookiee Planet.
1: You have violated the sanctity of this space. <laughs>
2: I actually rewatched the holiday special a couple of years ago, and I didn't realize like just how awful it truly was. I mean, they had like a hologram of I want to say B. Arthur or something. Saying it was just it was really really bad.
0: It was horrible. Yeah. So what what is it? Is it is it is it Favreau that he like loves the material and.
1: Well, I don't think you can discount, like, Favreau and Filoni and the people who are coming in and and bringing this expertise with them, sure. But that aside, I think for me, the thing I like most about Mandalorian is that it is off-center from, like, the main story, if that makes sense. Yeah. That you're able to explore lower stakes, side characters. You don't have this huge... Overarching drama of the Skywalker family and their grandiose quest. And you can just look at just like the details of the whole universe. It just feels more realistic, even though it's not a realistic thing.
0: But Skywalker does make an appearance, right? I mean, and what I I think what I liked about it is like the spaghetti Western roots of like, this is, we're just going to do something. We don't care what you think. That's not claiming to be literary we're going to have some fun and you're coming along if you don't want to fine.
1: And you don't have to like star Wars. This is something that like I can have my boyfriend watch with me. Who is not a nerd and not doesn't know anything about star Wars. And he legitimately enjoys watching the Mandalorian.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They are able to strike the balance between, you know, making something cool that people will watch. You can pick up immediately, figure out exactly what's going on. But at the same time, it would have these Easter eggs that would, you know, Yes. Star Wars fans would geek out over. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember when I first started watching the Mandalorian and even before the reveal of baby Yoda, I remember seeing the battle, dro- you know, the assassin droid came out and I remember oh, that was, you know, uh, one of those original assassin droids that we saw in empire and, you know, just a bunch of different Easter eggs. But to me, it was more that world. They were able to strike the tone. They don't think any of the sequels were ever, Force Awakens came pretty close, but they're never never able to like strike that tone of Star Wars. I think that people really fell in love with in their in their original trilogy. And notice where they pull from. You know, to, that that assassin
0: droid and Boba Fett are both from Empire. Right. Anyone who's a Star Wars fan knows Empire is the core, right? I mean, it's the it's the movie. It's mm-hmm. It's got the cheesy lines. I can remember being a kid and arguing with my friends about the the big leak that you know Vader was Luke's father, and no freaking way is that possible. And it had everything, and that's where they're drawing from for most of their stuff.
1: Yeah, it just feels so much more like lived in than the
0: ah uh, yeah the full
1: movies Absolutely. do. Like um, something I didn't notice. and I was looking at some making of behind the scene footage that first episode from the second season where he's going to get information and he goes to like that slum city. There's all that graffiti everywhere that's like referencing the wars and stuff. And like you're just seeing how all these different planets and communities are responding to the, the big events. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something about it. It's just so well crafted.
2: Yeah, I actually saw it. Did you see the um, behind the scenes?
1: I just saw like a glimpse of it. I didn't see the whole thing. I want to watch it. I bet it's fantastic.
2: They talked, they released an episode on Christmas and they talked about how they came up with the graffiti and uh, some of the other things they considered. And what um, I thought was really interesting was when they were talking about one of the pubs on the first episode of the, I think it was called the, the Marshall. And they said they, you know, it had to look like an old, pub like and it had to look old Mm -hmm. when they walked in i think you started you know even in well definitely in the prequels everything was so new and shiny yeah and they also talked a lot about how they were able to show the light how the light reflections and everything looked so much different in the mandalorian and it didn't look as fakey I mean, I don't know about I don't know, I don't want to talk about like favorite episodes or anything because they were all so good. Mm-hmm. The one I've revisited several times is the heiress, and that's where Bo Katan makes, you know, her first appearance. You know, it was on the water planet, Trask, I think the name of the planet was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just everything just seemed so real and lived in. It looked like, you know, that there there was a history there that wasn't just revolving around the Skywalker. Family, you know, it's like they had this this whole world and lived in stories, and they were just making an appearance there. You know, they weren't there to further the Skywalker legacy or anything like that when they visited it.
0: Yeah, I had a um, one of my roommates um, in graduate school. Ryan made a very uh, like simple distinction for me. Uh, it, with regard to science fiction, he said that there are dirty space, <laughs> there are dirty space movies, and there are clean space movies. <laughs>
1: uh, that's probably true.
0: And he's like, the next generation St- Star Trek clean space. There are carpets. There
1: best are- <laughs> 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 uniforms,
0: right? And yeah, they're all pressed. And this kind of reminded me of uh, Serenity, like Firefly, which is kind of yes. dirty space as opposed space to cowboy. Yes, as opposed to the clean space of the Empire, right, in, in the Star Wars movies. Everything is white or black, and the, sh- the
2: floors are all cleaned, and right? Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was also interesting. Um, well, let me back up and just say, I, I was kind of kidding at the beginning, but it, it did seem to me that, you know, when the sequels came out, I just felt this weight almost as a fan, almost as a, and a pressure, like it has to work, you know, it has to continue. And I could almost feel that weight of, they felt like they had to, you know, JJ Abrams and um, Lucasfilm felt like they had to be everything to everybody. They had to prove everybody. They had to reboot the world. They had all this weight on their shoulders. And while I thought the force awakens was great and fun. Um, I, I still felt that kind of pressure and weight. Um, I thought Rogue One, by the way, I thought was really well done. I yeah. thought Rogue One has a lot in common with The Mandalorian.
1: Yeah, like the ones that could go off script seem to be the most successful.
2: Yeah. Which is odd because,
0: I mean, we we even on this podcast talked to um, Ken Liu, who wrote The uh, Legends of Luke Skywalker. And he said going in to talk to Disney was like, there are, there are rules here now. Mm-hmm. Like you have to do certain things. And I think as a fan, the ones that don't follow those rules or seem to not follow those rules, I don't know, are more successful. I don't know.
2: Yeah. It just seemed like it was more, they just said, let's just make something cool. And it was almost like you could feel their, the joy of the filming of the, not filmmakers, but TV major. and it just felt like they were really having fun and really having a blast doing it. And it came across on the screen and they also went back and uh, I know that, you know, if you know anything about the backstory of star Wars and George Lucas, he was hugely influenced by Kurosawa mm-hmm. and, you know, in the, the Jedi, when you had Ahsoka, I mean, that was the, oh, the last fight.
1: That was my favorite episode.
2: Yeah. yeah. It was so good. And it was so clearly influenced by mm-hmm. Kurosawa, you know, I mean, it was beautiful, but at the same time, I, I thought it was really cool. Like one yeah, you know, one frame you have this Kurosawa uh, Japanese kind of fight, and then they would f- switch to the Mandalorian and um, the the other guy, and it was like a western. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, full on hand by the holster. It was it's like awesome. going back
2: and forth, and it was just beautiful. It was and cool, and to me, it just sounded like just felt like the filmmakers were saying Favreau and Filoni and. And it just seemed like they were just saying, Let, "Let's make this cool. Let's just try this and see if it feels right, and it feels cool, and let's do it."
0: You know, it was sort of. Um, I don't know if either of you have seen Big Trouble in Little China.
1: <laughs> like <laughs> right? a million years ago, yes.
0: It's the you know the 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 Eastern you know fighters versus whatever his name you know in the oh in Kurt Russell. Yeah, well, in his, in I don't know what his name in the movie is, yeah. but you know, got, got his dukes up and and, and trying to punch people. You know, the switch <laughs> between the two was sort of echoing that, right? And I think that, I think the original Star Wars obviously does some of that, right? I mean, the the whole thing of the Force is basically chi, it's Eastern philosophy, you know, thrown into the future. With the
1: Jedi's with their swords and you know not using yeah. blasters, and
0: it's it's weird because so uh, we brought Ken Liu to Parkside, my college, and he gave a talk, and he said he he fell in love with Star Wars in these comics that made it to China that were like all, totally off brand, and he showed pictures of them, and they were basically Western, like cowboy things Mm -hmm. and they got it wrong. He was like, this is not a story of star Wars. It's cowboys in the old West. And that's part of what sort of fascinated him as well. And I think this like this, this series, the feel of it touches on that for sure. I agree. Definitely.
2: What do you think about, um, I've heard a lot of people, um, I don't know why lately I've heard a lot of people talking about, um, Types of science fiction, how, how you had like high science fiction and low sci-fi, how high sci-fi was real technical about you know different things. and low sci-fi was more almost like, you know, Star Wars, uh, what we're talking about. But it does seem like one of the things that kind of derailed the prequels um, that maybe some people now are starting to like and revisit was it seems like Lucas did try to go high sci-fi yeah. a little bit with mid-aquariums really and things like that
0: the movies start as fantasy. You know, 100%. the science fiction part of it is not hard science. Um, it's not about the biology of anything. It's about this mystical magicians to do things that can, that we can't. And I don't need to explain the force. I can just tell you that it, it it's this force that controls the galaxy. I don't have to explain to you hyperspace or light speed. We just assume that we figured it out. mm mm-hmm. And noticed all the terrible time stuff. I mean, how long is Luke training with Yoda? It's like 30 hours and he's a Jedi,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? And, and then he's able to kind of zap back to Bespin. You know, we're, we're all, all that we just can throw out the window. And then to go back and try and make it hard science fiction, I think that for me was one of the turnoffs. It's like, this is not, why are you trying to make this science fiction? It's not. It's fantasy. Yep. I'm I'm with you there, dude. Like, this yeah. is this is Lord of the Rings. I don't really want to know how Gandalf cast his spell. Exactly. And 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 now that you're going to show me, fuck you. I don't. I, don't <laughs> I get pissed off about that. And so I think this does does that. We 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 we're supposed to know that the metal of the Mandalorians. Armor and his spear are stronger than a lightsaber. Awesome. <laughs> like, like
1: that's it. That's all you need to know. Yes. Keep going.
0: Yes, that's what we want.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And even like, I mean, you know, even when they're, you know, t- uh, talking about what they were going to do with Grogu, Baby Yoda. And you know, at one point, they had the hologram of the scientist. And he says it had very high mid-sea or, you know, content or mm-hmm. something like that. And I remember, I remember thinking that didn't turn me off. I thought that was kind of funny. And I don't know if they're making fun of the midichlorians or, or wink, wink at the winking at the of the camera or not. But the whole thing just seemed so much more fun and a lot less laborious. Um, yeah. I, another thing I thought was fun was I remember these debates. <laughs> and nerd's, you know, my fellow nerds in grade school and high school would would have over, you know, well. Because, you know, you just have one movie and then you would talk about one movie for three years and you would <laughs> have your action figures and then you would play Star Wars. And it was always, you know, I want to be Han, You know, 20 people wanted to be Han Solo when well, 20 people could not be Han Solo. And so you would have people who were Darth Vader or you would have people that right. were, um, you know, Boba Fett or you would have people like that. And you would always get into these debates of, well, who is actually the good guy? <laughs> who is right. actually the bad guy? Because she would. You would invent new storylines in your head because not everybody could be bad all the time. And I just thought, you know, I remember the movie Clerks that came out with by Kevin Smith, and they had this huge debate in the middle of the movie about, um, you know, what about they had to have hired contractors to all oh, the innocent hires, yeah, and They didn't know they were just and then contractors. They're that that, hired. The
1: Mandalorian, yeah, yeah,
2: and they mentioned That's that this brilliant. time around. So they're all like, you know, having fun and just. Yeah, you know, it just seems a lot less serious than or a lot less laborious, I guess, than the last at least the last two or three movies. Mm-hmm.
0: Ken Liu does that in the, the Legends of Luke Skywalker. It's, it's a sort of fake news. No one is really sure whether the Death Star was blown up because the footage that exists of it is too different. <laughs> like remember Lucas redid it so it was better the blowing it up there's the old footage
2: (laughs) (laughs) footage
0: and then the new news and I thought that's kind of brilliant (laughs) like
1: it's brilliant and also hurts me (laughs) 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 it will be interesting to see where Mandalorian goes in season three now that they've kind of gotten rid of this trope of the uh, lone fighter and what is it the it's a it's another japanese trope i think when they say like bear cub and uh, the last like a, samurai right or, yeah or yeah i i know I it's, know it's like road to perdition it.
2: but it was after. What, it's a road yeah
1: to, a, a trope that's been used before but you know now it'll be out of that kind of format because grogu is gone
2: well i don't know if he can have do a spoiler uh, they have a uh, a leak, or they had a rumor that went out today, I don't know if y'all saw it, was that the next Mandalorian is going, season three is going to be a time jump, something like four or five years, and that is going to come back and have his own lightsaber.
0: Oh, oh he will have become a Jedi, he will, he will have forged his own, like, he's Luke, He's still going to
1: be like a foot tall, though. Five years, he's already 50 years old, and he's like three. All <laughs> right.
0: He has like the shortest name ever and I can't, I never, I, I'm, I'm always saying, is it Gr- Grigy? Gr- <laughs> 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 we could just
1: say baby Yoda.
0: I know. I think it's just baby Yoda. Right? I like baby Yoda. The child. Yeah. <laughs> the child. Yeah.
1: Um, it'll be interesting to see if they pursue this whole dark saber, uh, story thread, which I assume they'll have to,
2: Yeah. which I'm not yeah. sure
1: if I quite understand.
2: Yeah, I don't either, but I, the I do like the way they kind of set it up to where you don't really have to know. I mean, you know that it's something that's important and something they need to take over a world.
1: I get that, but I'm like, he's like, take it, take it. I'm
2: with you, Sarah.
0: Like when Starbuck is like, "No, I believe that I have to kill him." I was like, "What?" No, that's not your oh, I character.
1: forgot she was Starbuck for a second. I was super <laughs> confused. Was, oh, yeah, that's right. She was Starbuck. <laughs> She'll um, always be <laughs> she Starbuck. <with> <laughs> um,
2: I, I think what I did like about that, though, was the way the whole Moff Gideon sense of humor, the way he was like a little schoolgirl laughing at his side, like, like, uh, oh, like I know. playing a prank. He He did such an incredible job, I thought. I loved him.
1: Have you guys watched any of the two animated series that bridge the gap?
2: Yeah, I watched them with sh- some of them with Shun.
1: I want to go back and watch it now that these characters are being pulled.
2: I was not interested in them at all until I started listening to this podcast called Binge Mode. And where they broke down every episode of, I mean, every movie. And then they went into the Clone Wars and they did like character studies. And that's when I was like, well, this sounds pretty interesting. I never really thought of it. And, and then uh, when The Mandalorian came out, and of course, I was all in season one. And then I started hearing that Ahsoka Tanu might be coming back.
0: I thought and, the person at the end was going to be Ezra instead right? of
2: Luke. I was like, is it Ezra? Is he going to come? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought, too. I really did. And uh, by the way, let me ask you, what, what did you think about Luke Skywalker at the end? Did you... Were you surprised? What did, you, did you like it?
1: I super predicted it. I want my reward I, 100%. It. I was at work the week we were talking about it. I was like, it's Luke Skywalker is going to answer Grogu's call. I was like, it's, it's, there's no one else it could be. And then as soon as I saw the X Wing, I was like, I fucking called it. <laughs> it?
0: For me, I was like, yeah, it's, it might be Luke. And then I was watching with my family. And when, the, when I saw his glove, I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. The glove thing. Oh, it was it was just like the icing on the lightsaber.
2: With me, I just felt like I've been let down. <laughs> it just Star Wars has let me down so many times before. I just was convinced that they were going to fuck with me on purpose, and they were going to show like the Scott you know, the X-wing, and then Jar Jar Binks was going to pop oh, out. Oh my
1: something.
2: god! Or you know, just something like that. But then when, when I saw the green lightsaber, I was like. Cause at first, you know, it was a grainy kind of black and white footage. Yeah. And so you couldn't really tell. And then the green lightsaber and he's, you know, has a gloved hand. And I was like, Oh shit, they did it. And, you know, and, and, you know, I told somebody afterwards, I said, this was the star Wars I needed that I didn't know I needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, did, I needed to see Luke Skywalker be a badass cause yeah. we've, all we've ever seen was be kind of a, a whiny Little baby, you know, and then at the yeah. end, he's just, Oh, I'm giving up. Oh, well, I'm going to go my planet by myself. And be no, a never old saw man. him in his
1: prime yeah. in the middle. <laughs> All
2: you saw was a whiny kid and then a grumpy old man. You never know, yeah. got to see it in between. And it was, it definitely echoed um, the Darth Vader scene from Rogue One, the way he fought. Um, I felt like, at least. Um, mm,
1: that's a good parallel.
2: The, the Dark Troopers. I think his,
0: his, we, we got a a taste of that when he's being shot, so that everyone can get away on the salt, <laughs> the salt grounds, right? Mm-hmm. And then, kind yeah, of his shoulder off. At that moment, when he like does his little brushing the shoulder off, I was like, hell yeah, this is what I've waited for for like <laughs> decades. He's finally doing it, and then he's a fucking hologram. I'm what?
1: A- <laughs> <laughs> right. Have you uh, heard the rumors of there going to be a? Luke Skywalker spinoff series to add to the litany of spinoffs. And they want to cast Sebastian Stan.
0: It appeared on my phone where I saw the Sebastian Stan footage and then the fake, the deep fake footage and the deep fake footage is better.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: They should not cast anyone. Yeah. Well, I always felt like that, uh, you know, I understand why they had to do it, but, you know, think about when they recast Obi-Wan Kenobi you know, they didn't have an old Alec Guinness out there. I mean, they recast somebody in that. Yeah, I love the, it, uh, McGregor,
1: too. I'm so yeah. excited for yeah, the Kenobi it was, series.
2: He was the best part, I thought, of the whole sequ- uh, prequels. He might
0: be one of the actors that fulfilled a role. You know, like we, all, we always rate our Batman actors, right?
2: <laughs> and he, he killed it as Obi-Wan.
1: Oh, loved him.
2: He's perfect. He was awesome. He was incredible. In fact, he like became, you know, when you think of Obi-Wan now, you think of Ewan McGregor, you don't think of Alec Guinness. Yeah.
1: Alec Guinness despised Star Wars too. Have you ever heard some of his interviews?
2: Yes. was oh, yeah.
1: all the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, oh.
0: So uh, one of the things, this is the the total geek in me. I was try, I was talking to my wife about this. I think in Empire Strikes Back, when Luke is packing up and getting ready to leave and he has that conversation with ghost Obi-Wan and then ghost Obi-Wan stays to have a little chat with Yoda on a log. <laughs> 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 and, and, and Obi-Wan says that boy is our last hope. And Yoda says, no, there is another. I think he means baby Yoda <laughs> rather than... Leia? Yeah, because Leia does nothing except... Breathe in space at some point, ridiculously right. I mean, she's not they gonna
1: totally stole her thunder, man. She yeah. was gonna have some sweet Jedi story, and then honestly, Carrie Fisher died. That was the problem.
2: Maybe, yeah, yeah. And even when they showed the footage of they showed the footage of of Luke training her in the last Skywalker, it was almost like they just kind of threw it in there, and it didn't yeah. even. So
0: that's for me. I completed it. For Lucas. Like,
2: <laughs> that's, what, <laughs>
0: yeah. what they that's what
2: they meant in my I was brain. Gonna, what do you think about the spin-off? See, this is, this is something we were going to talk about. I've been thinking about it is, you know, do you think the spin-offs will hurt the brand? And I really don't think so because I think Scar- Star Wars is one of these. I really think it's like Sarah said at the beginning that I think people just love this universe and they love exploring this universe. And I think that's why people love playing star Wars for so long and inventing their own stories. And why, you know, when Lucas let go of the reins a little bit, all these books came out, you know, from all over the place. And I I just,
0: isn't that what they're That's, isn't that what Disney's going to do with WandaVision and all these spinoffs of the Avengers? We, we, but we haven't done that. We've done it in reverse in the marvel universe right we've had an entry into the avengers with iron man and then we had solo films Mm -hmm. but we haven't done the tv series thing it's like this star wars the new star wars stuff is is made for television i want to say that it'll work but i don't know
1: it's working so far
0: I mean, The Mandalorian is, of course, yeah, working. But now it's it's as if these spinoffs are not of Star Wars. They're of The Mandalorian, right? Right.
1: right. Well, yeah. I mean, it'll be hard to say because Obi-Wan's going to be exploring like prequel territory.
0: Right, 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 right. And right. then
1: the Acolyte is going to be High Republic. That's something we haven't dealt with at all. That's 200 years before the prequels.
0: And um, Solo... It wasn't Darth Maul at the, didn't he make it a, a holographic appearance at the end of?
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people are thinking that it's, uh, Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett is going to be him getting into that crime kind of syndicate that Darth Maul was involved at the end of Sola. I'm not, I don't know if Maul is still alive or not. I don't think he is, right? He, Ahsoka he fought died.
1: Maul. Did she kill him? No, I can't remember. I
2: she think did Obi-Wan not. killed.
1: No, but he came back. He had a robo-torso.
2: Yeah, I thought in, there was an episode in Rebels. Oh, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah. Are was his legs were there robotic? an episode in Rebels where, where Darth Maul comes and confronts Obi-Wan on Tatooine? Yeah. And I don't think that... I think
0: it's left unclear. I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I'd have to go back.
0: I thought Obi-Wan killed him. It's an old it's it's a soap opera they can bring anyone back right <laughs> true <laughs> that's true the Emperor well, <laughs> so
2: are you are you gonna watch a Kara dune spinoff no <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Do you, what about the political stuff going on with her on the you know yeah. does that derail anything about her character or is it just because she's a really really bad actress
1: <laughs> it's like her character design is so cool too and then it's just like mm.
0: It's it, you know what it did for me it underscored the tired trope of the manly badass woman. You know like Ursula K. Le Guin when she was you know interviewed about her novels she said and this is way back she said you know, it's already a pretty t- the, the strong, the, the man-like heroine is already tired. And so that's, she, she just, in, in addition to the bad acting, she just underscored for me how tired that is. You know, it was like, it was like shoulder pads for women politicians in the 80s. <laughs>
2: Well, and yeah. it didn't have to be that way. I mean, you look at like Bo-Katan and Costco Reeves, you know, they were just, yeah. they weren't manly and they were very sexy, you know, in a, in a, in a way, just, but they were like badasses. Yeah. I liked
1: your backstory being like a rebel from Alderaan.
2: Yeah. I did like that too.
1: Yeah.
2: But I just remember like everything about her was so wooden. I, it was yeah. even a scene where like she had her foot up on a, like feet up on a desk and he walks in. I'm like, even that just took, she didn't even say a word. She was just sitting with her feet on a desk and it looked so phony. And it's almost like I could just hear the director saying, okay, put your feet up on the desk and act relaxed." <laughs> <laughs> was-
0: I was telling Trey when we were talking about it, when she delivers the line, like to the scoundrel, at the end when she says, yeah, he died. I, I, I was like, what? Like she delivered it wrong. Like the line was wrong. And I think it was like, even the Mandalorian was kind of like, what?
2: <laughs> like I'm not following you. It was just really bad acting. I mean, you know, it was the same like where they're in the elevator and they're coming up and like, you had like Bo-Katan and Casca and Reeves and uh, Fenwick Sean, and they're just looking just badass, just sitting there and, you know, and all of a sudden, she's like, "I can't start my gun. My gun's
1: jammed.
0: <laughs> you and know, like my she was like, "How do you? How does a laser gun?" This is exactly <laughs> what
1: my boyfriend said too. How does it? Yeah. How does it jam? Immediately. Anyway, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Don't
2: you have to have like a physical thing to jam it?" <laughs>
1: yeah. I wonder if she'll be in the Ranger show with those two old dudes that no one cares about. That's one <laughs> of the shows I'm not excited for at all. <laughs>
2: Well, that is my question too, and I I understand why they wanted to put like friends of theirs and people's in the you know people they knew in the those roles on the X-wing pilots, but they're all kind of chunky. All the all the
1: <laughs> yeah
2: all the X-wing, but they didn't look like they're yeah you know, outer room enforcers Yeah, I mean yeah. neither was Porcus, You know, from back in the days, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just they eat I thought, well at base. You know, yeah, man,
2: they they, they got a lot of. Lots of packs of rehydrated. (laughs) A lot of tang. (laughs) tang.
1: The only other one I'm curious about too is the. There's going to be a Lando series, and they're like, there's no information about it. Yeah, I would love that. Lover.
0: Yeah, he did. He did a really good job. He was the. He was the star of Solo, right?
1: I mean, might as well have been. Yeah. Because I don't really care for the young Han actor. He was just okay.
0: Yeah, he was. I did like that he didn't try and emulate Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford
2: yeah, but
1: yeah, he, no, he was all right. The whole yeah. movie was just so-so. I yeah. mean, I have no major complaints. Yeah.
2: But it just didn't. I watched it again. I I wasn't blown away by the first time I saw it. I, I rewatched it, and it was better than I remembered. It, you know, it was it's okay. Just like
1: a, it's a heist movie. Like it, it's the same thing. Like I started with. It, it's a good movie. I just feel like for Star Wars, there's a lot more. I'm going to judge to a much higher standard.
2: Yeah. So, And I think it unfortunately got caught up in all that political stuff too that kind of came all out right getting after mad
1: at the sequels. The, and The Last Jedi. All the words the, at their computers being like, it didn't go exactly how I wanted it to. I'm going <laughs> to write so many letters. It's funny
0: because the first three that we went back to after four, five, six were so just outwardly, racist you know okay. the it the has
1: Trade to Federation. be racist, right I don't know where that came yeah. from yeah.
0: yeah and and then and then we get to the last three and it's like people like like like, like the cancel cultures arguing about Poe and Finn not getting together right I mean it's it's so there's like the spectrum of politics that the these movies have engendered has been phenomenal, right? Like like the where we've been and where we've sort of come to, in terms of the fan base and the things that they're demanding or wanting. Except or, for,
1: unfortunately, they're super mean to Kelly Marie Tran and forced her off the internet. Rose's she, character, they oh yeah. her off the internet because they hated her. Yeah. Star Wars has a really messed up fan base. I guess a lot. Every big franchise usually does in the nerd sphere.
0: It seems like it's um, it's filled with gamers. They have the same yeah. politics and mentality as you know, as the like the gaming community.
1: This like protected male space.
2: Yeah,
1: the illusion of it, even though it's like the third biggest franchise in. The world, so how could it yeah. not have female fans? That would be impossible. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, to me, Rose didn't bother me because she was Asian. She bothered me because she also was. To me, was just not a very good actress. I don't, I don't know. She, her, her lines were so wooden.
1: I didn't mind her as an actress. Um She had the unfortunate circumstances of being put in the worst sequence from the sequels, which was that Casino Planet, which was.
2: Oh, it's bad.
1: Utter bullshit.
2: Yeah. Bad. That's another thing. Let's not have kids in Star Wars. Unless you're a Muppet. Let's not have kids let's not have kids in Star Wars anymore. It just doesn't work. You can't make you just can't make it work.
1: No, I agree with you. I have hated every child in Star Wars. I don't know why that is.
2: And if
0: you cast them, they should have normal size heads. I mean Vader's Anakin's head is <laughs> So, that's so, so
1: mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true though he you like, it at some point
1: That's well those were the first star wars movies i ever saw
0: oh yeah actually. that's right that was your introduction yeah
1: i did not pick up on the racist undertones because i was a child and i just was bright and shiny
2: yeah i so. did it was to me it was just so obvious like the especially the Asian care, the trade Federation, they were just, the way they talk were just, it it was every stereotype of Asians you've ever heard.
1: It was really, really bad. I was way too young to pick up on that.
0: But I do think part of what, you know, I would joke about like the size of Anakin's head or whatever, the actor, but I do think that part of the, the Rose problem is that she's just not Hollywood gorgeous too. Right. I mean, we like Ray because she's, cute you know she's thin she's I don't know I mean uh, that's I
2: think that that's that's part of it yeah that's speaking
1: to a much deeper seated issue that goes beyond Star Wars unfortunately
2: well I heard someone say that uh, you know her sister at the beginning was cute who got remember at the very beginning of last Jedi she got blown up that was a really sad scene yeah if they had switched the sisters then uh, a lot of people probably would have liked so awful I know. Sorry. I'm not, I am not
1: do I know. I know. Well, because you're right. It's true. That's absolutely true. It's awful, but it's true. I
0: think that's part of what she's victim to, that we don't necessarily... Well,
1: that's... Yeah. We're already like pretty mean to ladies in Star Wars. So if you're not exactly right, then yeah, they're going to tear you apart.
2: Well, speaking of that, did you think Boba Fett... For me, Boba Fett was... It, it felt good to see someone just a little out of shape. Yep. You know, when he put on that armor, it reminded me of putting on my tux like I hadn't worn since like in 20 years and you know, I put it on and like the coverments like all the way out in here. Boba Fett with the dad bod, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that they got that actor back. I actually really like him.
0: Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we were, we're psyched for the Book of Boba Fett, right?
1: But yes. of Fett, Ahsoka for sure.
2: Ahsoka, definitely.
1: The accolade really interests me. Lando, I need more information.
2: Yeah. What do you think about this animated series, The Bad Batch, which is going to be a continuation of The Clone Wars? If you like The Clone Wars, do you think that that will resonate with that crown?
0: I wonder how long it's going to take for it to, for people to just start saying these are money grabs. I don't know, but that's my thought on it, you know.
1: Depends on the quality. If the quality salad throughout, then let them make the money. I don't, you know, Yeah, I agree. we'll have to see. Uh, I'm excited for Visions, which is an anime Star that looks series.
0: Cool. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Yeah, that's uh, one of the weird ones. Visions and a droid story is going to be. I don't know what that's going to be. It's going to be like some yeah. CGI thing. I don't know. They've got like some kind of experimental ones on this list.
2: So is rogue. is it rogue squadron. Is that one rogue squadron going to
1: be a movie?
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. It's going to be, be Patty Jenkins.
1: There.
2: But the is there a prequel of Rogue One too? I can't. What's oh, name?
1: Andor. It's going to be about Cassian Andor, and but- Andor. He was the scoundrel from Rogue One. I don't know if I care about that either because he was not that. He was not the most interesting character in that movie.
0: Yeah. He looks. He looks like Poe Dameron a
1: little bit. A to little me. bit. Is that yeah. racist?
0: No.
2: Oscar Isaac isn't Hispanic, is he? Or is he?
1: Uh yeah, he is because oh they were just doing an interview where Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal were talking about being Pedro Pascal is Chilean. Oscar Isaac is it's gonna drive me nuts now. I don't remember.
2: Uh, I wasn't excited about that one either, but they showed um a, a clip from making it and it looked like it might be pretty good because they still had all the Rogue One sets and everything and it looked like it might be okay. And I like that that kind of pre New Hope storylines, you know, when everything is just desolate and it's just like the wild, wild west. Every person's kinda of out for themselves. The way Mandalorian is in a little yeah. bit, you know, after Return of the Jedi.
1: Oh, speaking of your love of old Anakin, how do you feel about Hayden Christensen coming back for the Obi-Wan series? Oh, God. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Jeez. Talk about money grab.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, please. No, I don't want that.
1: Well, too bad.
2: <laughs> and it's the actor bad. that plays. And I'm uh, actually okay
1: with it because I I have a soft spot for Hayden Christensen because he was like my first. He's a terrible
2: actor. It's
1: not great. But there's <laughs> nostalgia there. <laughs>
2: I hate sand.
1: It's course and rough, it's rough. It gets everywhere. He and just read the lines they gave them. It's not his fault.
2: <laughs> no, he read them. You know, rough. I, have you read the book have you read the book, uh, The History of Star Wars? And they no. talk about they talk about Lucas when he wrote. Um, he didn't even have the script finished when they began. Um, Attack of the Clones. And oh, really? Just, yeah, he was just writing it when it went along. And, you know, you Lord. can tell me, it's like, let's <laughs> write something about, say something about sand <laughs> real quick. <laughs> real quick. It was, it was so, Attack of the Clones. Well, let me ask you this, of all the movies, wh- which one is your least favorite or, you know, two or three? Hmm.
1: My least favorite is probably Return of the Jedi.
0: I can't do the Ewoks, man. I
1: can't. I, yeah. I, the Ewoks are hard for me. Yeah. I would say it's Return of the Jedi or Phantom Menace, probably.
2: Attack of the Clones is pretty bad. Attack of
0: the Clones is really, really bad. It was like, let's find all the people who we gave a job in The Wizard of Oz and get free soon. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. <laughs> Dean is racist and <laughs> shortest. Doesn't like little
2: people. I just thought it was, yeah. I mean, I don't, <laughs> why? Why did you do it? Why did you? Well, like I said at the beginning, what pissed me off is it was supposed to be a planet Wookiees. It was supposed to be Kashyyyk
1: I know. They robbed and you.
2: It, yes,
0: Yub yubbing all over the freaking place. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, they were so cute. <laughs> They're just so cute. <laughs>
0: that killed it for me. And then the, the next three were all pretty
2: bad. Yeah. Attack of the Have you been able to rewatch The Rise of Skywalker? That's the first. I, I can't rewatch. For some reason, I'm just not interested in rewatching The Rise of Skywalker. Um, really? I
1: love The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Had my moment, though.
2: Yeah. I liked it when I saw it in the theater, but I just haven't wanted to rewatch it.
1: Didn't like the ending. He should have lived. Cowards.
0: Yeah. I don't think anyone did. Well, on that uh, death note, <laughs> <laughs> we should, we should, <laughs> we should <laughs> close out the podcast. The pub is produced on that series of tubes we all know as the internet from the studios at Underdark, which doubles as My Basement and Office. You can listen in on itunes google play spotify and stitcher where we post new episodes every monday you can also find us uh, at straylightmag.com where we publish new stories poetry art and of course podcasts don't forget to follow us on facebook and on twitter at at the pub podcast thanks for listening to the pub straylight magazine's podcast about all things narrative story and publishing